0: Welcome to the Shorthand States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Matt Falaise and we've been following uh, the first day of this early September states meeting. And uh, we have the luxury today of uh, standing out in the road and recording this because uh, it's partially closed off, no traffic, that makes a change. And uh, so, Matt, it's been a, a, an interesting day, and as is often the case with day one of a state's meeting, all sorts of different subjects uh, cropping up here and there. Um, what was it that really caught your attention uh, today?
1: Well, I think the statement by the PNR president, Peter Furbrush and the questions that followed, probably, uh, were the, the most um, interesting thing I was covering today. So uh, a few things that came out of there... Um, States committees are struggling to stay within the budget limits set for them by uh, p for, for this is for next year. Uh, Deputy February was asked if he could give an update on this year's budget performance and he flatly refused, uh, saying that they, they had some information coming out next week. But with regard to next year... Um, they were asking committees to find savings of about two and a half percent. He said nearly all committees have failed to do that and have made bids for why they should be excluded from those savings targets. And HSC had made a bid for several uh, million in addition, even though they were they were excluded from the original savings target. So I think that's you know, going into the autumn. Um, that's clearly going to be a a major budget headache for the states. We know about the long-term challenges, but even staying within the budget limits um, initially set for next year looks as if it's going to be very difficult for states' committees. Um, He also said, in a a sort of frank admission, um, that uh, civil service reform, which was a priority of PNR early in this term, is well behind schedule. He said there's no point trying to gloss over that, um, we're not getting anywhere near as, you know, doing this as, as quickly as we wanted to. Um, uh, so, you know, that that was an admission. Um, then there was an interesting exchange about housing because there's been a lot of coverage about uh, how um, the house prices are so much, you know, the, the multiple of house prices to earnings is so much greater in Guernsey than most of the rest of Western Europe. And Deputy Lyndon Trott, I think is maybe the first deputy who has said this, um, frustrating to hear, but probably correct, you, you can't get house prices in Guernsey down to what might be a normal multiple somewhere else because then the average house price would be two hundred, two hundred and fifty thousand. 250,000. You know, that would represent kind of massive economic catastrophe for
0: Guernsey. Um, so he but, kind of but Deputy Fairbrush did make the point that well it doesn't shouldn't stop us trying at least to go in that direction a little bit.
1: He did but that kind of confronted the states because we always hear about the need to make housing more affordable and they had this report done by consultants who said you need to you know massively reduce your your um, average earnings and house prices multiple and Deputy Trott was the first deputy I've heard for quite a number of years saying hold on you know let's be realistic about this and not create unrealistic expectations
0: Um, The thing that uh, caught my attention from this morning's uh, proceedings was uh, actually some questions from the birthday boy, Deputy John Gollop, who's uh, turned 60 today, I'm sure you won't mind me saying, uh, indeed, indeed was announced uh, in the chamber today. Um, He asked some uh, questions actually of two different uh, people, the Economic Development President, Neil Inder and also the Home Affairs President uh, um, Rob Prow about um, the people travelling over to Guernsey from France who have are temporarily at the moment able to come over on a, a, an ID card if they're here for a day trip. We know that's going to end on 30th September. I mean, it was made pretty clear today in answer to his questions um, that it's, it, we're not going to see that again. Um, there was a suggestion from Deputy Dyke that oh, could we, could we open this up for people who are coming over for five days and at the time Deputy Inder said well I can speak to Deputy Prow about it but I don't hold, hold out much hope well it was, it was shortly after made very clear by Deputy Prowl that this is just not a way forward in the future, there are new laws coming in, post Brexit laws not only in the UK next October it's anticipated, but also the subsequent year in France to ensure that um, there will need to be electronic um, travel authority given in advance of any visit, so we're all going to um, need to use passports only from that point onwards, so so this um, temporary uh, reprieve that um, the the tourism industry has over here now to to get uh, French people over who we know historically often don't own a passport and prefer to travel on ID cards um, that that's going to disappear I suppose one can only hope that this these these measures are going to encourage more French people to get passports so this is no longer an issue for us but that certainly uh, um, uh, caught my attention uh, this morning um, and what else did you want to say on that?
1: Yeah, well, more Brexit benefits, I suppose, of that. But while we're on the theme of people arriving in Guernsey by boat, because we've also got this debate coming up later this week about the future of Herm School and the ESC's wish temporarily to close it or for a one-year trial period. And that faces a raquette from Deputy La. But what was quite interesting today was we had a letter of comment circulated by the Policy and Resources Committee which indicated that... Um, that there may be some members of PNR who are prepared to vote in favour of that raquette. Now, that I think ESC perhaps is under some pressure uh, to defend its position over Herm School in that debate. And if there are members of PNR who back the raquette, it could make that debate later in the week even closer. And another interesting thing on Herm School today, we, we understand that an email has been circulated by the ESC president, um, Deputy Andrea Dudley-Owen, which touches a bit more on safeguarding concerns um, at Herm School, you know, the way Herm School has been organised for, for a number of years. Now, I don't know the, the detail of those concerns. Um, I've been trying to get hold of that email and, and at the moment I haven't been able to. But clearly ESC is kind of throwing the kitchen sink at trying to defend its position over Herm School. Um, and I think that's going to be a, a perhaps in the end, the, the most not the most politically significant but maybe the most interesting debate of of this week.
0: Um, well, we will certainly uh, watch that with interest. Um, something else that uh, has um, been going on this afternoon we should mention uh, is the electricity strategy. Obviously, we're going to be uh, dealing with that a lot tomorrow, but they have uh, gone on to that with the amendments uh, to it today. And actually, the, the thing that uh, was brought to our attention today by Deputy Al Bruard initially, and also Deputy Peter Roffey chimed in with it as well, is problems that we have faced in the past with Jersey over electricity. Now, I hadn't realised the extent of these problems, um, but uh, it all came about about because uh, Deputy Mark Hellyer, the Treasury lead for p the man in charge of the money um, is, has laid an amendment proposing that we work together more closely with Jersey. Well actually it's to investigate ways in which Guernsey Electricity Limited and Jersey Electricity Limited might actually work more closely together um, it, this seems to be a nightmare scenario for some uh, deputies. Uh, Deputy Al was saying well in the past um, there was so much obstruction given to cable repairs and a refusal on the part of Jersey to pay their what he thought was their fair share of the repair bill, um, that we ended up paying um, for on-island generation, costing a million a month for seven months, um, a direct cost to Guernsey as a result of that obstruction, he argued. Um, Deputy Roffy was saying that if you're going to cooperate over anything, let it not be this. Um, it would be uh, a disaster, he said. There was um, a previous occasion where Jersey was trying to say, well, OK, if you want these repairs done, if you want new cable laid over our beach, you're going to need to let us have fishing rights around your right. Um, yeah this was news to me um, or the extent of it at least um, and so I don't think that's the last we've heard of all that but um, because the the amendment hasn't concluded yet we're going to resume tomorrow on that same subject matter all details of this are going to be on uh, what I wrote in uh, uh, this afternoon for tomorrow's paper including lots of other subjects that we haven't been able to get onto. we have not had time but it's all in the paper tomorrow um, and uh, yeah we're gonna come back and, and more electricity more electricity tomorrow including a uh,
1: general debate on, on when where the main issue in debate I should think is going to be cost because you know PNR has taken this position on the electricity strategy that it's uncosted and environment and infrastructure who are putting it forward have said well if we don't do anything it's going to be at least 200 million pounds more expensive than if we adopt the strategy that, the, that they're putting forward so i think cost the cost of the electricity strategy will be a, a major focal point of debate tomorrow and there's another issue, isn't there, that's before the States, in between the electricity strategy and the Herm School... Oh, wait, the, the, the whether to extend the runway... That that might take up a few minutes, which um, uh, actually a member came down to the media room today and said he thought that maybe seven or eight members would vote in favour of extending the wrong way, which actually was more than I was imagining. I thought it might be one of those long debates with very few supporters at the end of it. But um, yeah, I mean, this state's meeting is going to go on for the full three days uh, if it finishes at all, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I certainly think so. It, it's, it's, I mean, you mentioning, going back to that strategy thing there, it, it, I, I've been in this game long enough to know that if something comes a uh, along as an overarching strategy there's not enough detail and if something comes along with a lot of detail then it's it's not a, a wide enough perspective <laughs> and so we go back to the drawing board hence the can kicking anyway uh, that's let's not kick the can of this uh, podcast any further we'll end it there shall we and do come back for another roundup of uh, tomorrow's proceedings at, at the same time tomorrow and uh, in the meantime of course uh, all the details in our pages that's all for now bye-bye
1: good night